0: The Law School of America Tax Administration Taxes in the United States are administered by hundreds of tax authorities. At the federal level there are three tax administrations. Most domestic federal taxes are administered by the Internal Revenue Service, which is part of the Department of the Treasury. Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms taxes are administered by the Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau, TTB. Taxes on imports, customs duties, are administered by U.S. Customs and Border Protection, CBP. TTB is also part of the Department of the Treasury and CBP belongs to the Department of Homeland Security. Organization of state and local tax administrations varies widely. Every state maintains a tax administration. A few states administer some local taxes in whole or part. Most localities also maintain a tax administration or share one with neighboring localities. Federal Internal Revenue Service. The Internal Revenue Service administers all U.S. federal tax laws on domestic activities, except those taxes administered by TTB. IRS functions include processing federal tax returns, except TTB returns, including those for Social Security and other federal payroll taxes. Providing assistance to taxpayers in completing tax returns. Collecting all taxes due related to such returns. Enforcement of tax laws through examination of returns and assessment of penalties. Providing an appeals mechanism for federal tax disputes. Referring matters to the Justice Department for prosecution. Publishing information about U.S. federal taxes, including forms, publications, and other materials. Providing written guidance in the form of rulings binding on the IRS for the public and for particular taxpayers. The IRS maintains several service centers at which tax returns are processed taxpayers generally file most types of tax returns by mail with these service centers or file electronically the irs also maintains a national office in washington dc and numerous local offices providing taxpayer services and administering tax examinations examination tax returns filed with the irs are subject to examination and adjustment commonly called an irs audit only a small percentage of returns about 1% of individual returns in IRS by 2008, are examined each year. The selection of returns uses a variety of methods based on IRS experiences. On examination, the IRS may request additional information from the taxpayer by mail, in person at IRS local offices, or at the business location of the taxpayer. The taxpayer is entitled to representation by an attorney, certified public accountant, CPA, or enrolled agent at the expense of the taxpayer, who may make representations to the IRS on behalf of the taxpayer. Taxpayers have certain rights in an audit. Upon conclusion of the audit, the IRS may accept the tax return as filed or propose adjustments to the return. The IRS may also assess penalties and interest. Generally, adjustments must be proposed within three years of the due date of the tax return. Certain circumstances extend this time limit, including substantial understatement of income and fraud. The taxpayer and the IRS may agree to allow the IRS additional time to conclude an audit. If the IRS proposes adjustments, the taxpayer may agree to the adjustment, appeal within the IRS, or seek judicial determination of the tax. Published in private rulings. In addition to enforcing tax laws, the IRS provides formal and informal guidance to taxpayers. While often referred to as IRS regulations, The regulations under the Internal Revenue Code are issued by the Department of Treasury. IRS guidance consists of Revenue rulings, revenue procedures and various IRS pronouncements applicable to all taxpayers and published in the Internal Revenue Bulletin, which are binding on the IRS. Private letter rulings on specific issues, applicable only to the taxpayer who applied for the ruling. IRS publications providing informal instruction to the public on tax matters. IRS Forms and Instructions A Comprehensive Website and Informal, Non-Binding Advice by Telephone Alcohol and the Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau The Alcohol and Tobacco Tax Trade Bureau, TTB, a division of the Department of the Treasury, enforces federal excise tax laws related to alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. TTB has six divisions, each with discrete functions. Revenue Center processes tax returns and issues permits, and related activities. Risk management, internally develops guidelines and monitors programs. Tax audit, verifies filing and payment of taxes. Trade investigations, investigating arm for non-tobacco items. Tobacco Enforcement Division, Enforcement Actions for Tobacco. Advertising, Labeling, and Formulation Division, implements various labeling and ingredient monitoring. Criminal enforcement related to TTB is done by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, a division of the Justice Department. Customs and Border Protection U.S. Customs and Border Protection, CBP, an agency of the United States Department of Homeland Security, collects customs duties and regulates international trade. It has a workforce of over 58,000 employees covering over 300 official ports of entry to the United States. CBP has authority to seize and dispose of cargo in the case of certain violations of customs rules. State Administrations Every state in the United States has its own tax administration, subject to the rules of that state's law and regulations. For example, the California Franchise Tax Board. These are referred to in most states as the Department of Revenue or Department of Taxation. The powers of the state taxing authorities vary widely. Most enforce all state-level taxes but not most local taxes. However, many states have unified state-level sales tax administration, including for local sales taxes. State tax returns are filed separately with those tax administrations, not with the federal tax administrations. Each state has its own procedural rules, which vary widely. Local administrations. Most localities within the United States administer most of their own taxes. In many cases, there are multiple local taxing jurisdictions with respect to a particular taxpayer or property. For property taxes, the taxing jurisdiction is typically represented by a tax assessor collector whose offices are located at the taxing jurisdiction's facilities. Now a word from our sponsor, the Law School of America. Legal Basis. The United States Constitution provides that Congress shall have the power to lay and collect taxes, duties, imposts, and excises, but all duties, imposts, and excises shall be uniform throughout the United States. Prior to amendment, it provided that no capitation or other direct tax shall be laid unless in proportion to the census, the 16th amendment provided that Congress shall have the power to lay and collect taxes on incomes, from whatever source derived, without apportionment among the several states, and without regard to any census or enumeration. The Tenth Amendment provided that powers not delegated to the United States by this Constitution, nor prohibited to the states, are reserved to the states respectively, or to the people. Congress has enacted numerous laws dealing with taxes since adoption of the Constitution. Those laws are now codified as Title 19, Customs Duties, Title 26, Internal Revenue Code, and various other provisions. These laws specifically authorize the United States Secretary of the Treasury to delegate various powers related to levy, assessment, and collection of taxes. State constitutions uniformly grant the state government the right to levy and collect taxes. Limitations under state constitutions vary widely. Various fringe individuals and groups have questioned the legitimacy of the United States federal income tax. These arguments are varied, but have been uniformly rejected by the Internal Revenue Service, and by the courts and ruled to be frivolous. Policy Issues Commentators Benjamin Page, Larry Bartles and Jason Searight contend that federal tax policy in relation to regulation and reform in the United States tends to favor wealthy Americans. They assert that political influence is a legal right the wealthy can exercise by contributing funds to lobby for their policy preference. Each major type of tax in the United States has been used by some jurisdiction at some time as a tool of social policy. Both liberals and conservatives have called for more progressive taxes in the U.S. page, Bartels and Searright assert that although members of the government favor a move toward progressive taxes, due to budget deficits upper-class citizens are not yet willing to make a push for the change. Tax cuts were provided during the Bush administration, and were extended in 2010, making federal income taxes less progressive. Tax evasion. The Internal Revenue Service estimated that in 2001— the tax gap was $345 billion. The tax gap is the difference between the amount of tax legally owed and the amount actually collected by the government. The tax gap in 2006 was estimated to be $450 billion. The tax gap two years later in 2008 was estimated to be in the range of $450 $500 billion and unreported income was estimated to be approximately $2 trillion. Therefore, 18-19% of total reportable income was not properly reported to the IRS. Economics According to a 2011 study, the U.S. economy would become approximately $1.6 trillion larger or $5,200 wealthier per person, after a simplification of the complex U.S. tax system. History Before 1776, the American colonies were subject to taxation by Great Britain and also imposed local taxes. Property taxes were imposed in the colonies as early as 1634. In 1673, the English Parliament imposed a tax on exports from the American colonies, and with it created the first tax administration in what would become the United States. Other tariffs and taxes were imposed by Parliament. Most of the colonies and many localities adopted property taxes. Under Article 8 of the Articles of Confederation, the United States government did not have the power to tax. All such power lay with the states. The United States Constitution, adopted in 1787, authorized the federal government to lay and collect taxes, but required that some types of tax revenues be given to the states in proportion to population. Tariffs were the principal federal tax through the 1800s. By 1796, state and local governments in 14 of the 15 states taxed land. Delaware taxed the income from property. The War of 1812 required a federal sales tax on specific luxury items due to its costs. However, internal taxes were dropped in 1817 in favor of import tariffs that went to the federal government. By the American Civil War, the principle of taxation of property at a uniform rate had developed, and many of the states relied on property taxes as a major source of revenue. However, the increasing importance of intangible property, such as corporate stock, caused the states to shift to other forms of taxation in the 1900s. Income taxes in the form of faculty taxes were imposed by the colonies. These combined income and property tax characteristics, and the income element persisted after 1776 in a few states. Several states adopted income taxes in 1837. Wisconsin adopted a corporate and individual income tax in 1911, and was the first to administer the tax with a state tax administration. The first federal income tax was adopted as part of the Revenue Act of 1861. The tax lapsed after the American Civil War. Subsequently enacted income taxes were held to be unconstitutional by the Supreme Court in Pollock v. Farmers Loan and Trust Company because they did not apportion taxes on property by state population. In 1913, the 16th Amendment to the United States Constitution was ratified, permitting the federal government to levy an income tax on both property and labor. The Federal Income Tax enacted in 1913 included corporate and individual income taxes. It defined income using language from prior laws, incorporated in the 16th Amendment, as all income from whatever source derived. The tax allowed deductions for business expenses, but few non-business deductions. In 1918 the income tax law was expanded to include a foreign tax credit and more comprehensive definitions of income and deduction items. Various aspects of the present system of definitions were expanded through 1926, when U.S. law was organized as the United States Code. Income, state, gift, and excise tax provisions, plus provisions relating to tax returns and enforcement, were codified as Title 26, also known as the Internal Revenue Code. This was reorganized and somewhat expanded in 1954 and remains in the same general form. Federal taxes were expanded greatly during World War I. In 1921, Treasury Secretary Andrew Mellon engineered a series of significant income tax cuts under three presidents. Mellon argued that tax cuts would spur growth. Taxes were raised again in the latter part of the Great Depression, and during World War II. Income tax rates were reduced significantly during the Johnson, Nixon, and Reagan presidencies. Significant tax cuts for corporations and all individuals were enacted during the second Bush presidency. In 1986, Congress adopted, with little modification, a major expansion of the income tax portion of the IRS code proposed in 1985 by the U.S. Treasury Department under President Reagan. The Thousand Page Tax Reform Act of 1986 significantly lowered tax rates, adopted sweeping expansions of international rules, eliminated the lower individual tax rate for capital gains, added significant inventory accounting rules, and made substantial other expansions of the law. Federal income tax rates have been modified frequently. Tax rates were changed in 34 of the 97 years between 1913 and 2010. The rate structure has been graduated since the 1913 Act. The first individual income tax return form 1040 under the 1913 law was four pages long. In 1915, some congressmen complained about the complexity of the form. In 1921, Congress considered but did not enact replacement of the income tax with a national sales tax. By the 1920s, many states had adopted income taxes on individuals and corporations. Many of the state taxes were simply based on the federal definitions. The states generally taxed residents on all of their income, including income earned in other states, as well as income of non-residents earned in the state. This led to a long line of Supreme Court cases limiting the ability of states to tax income of non-residents. The states had also come to rely heavily on retail sales taxes. However, as of the beginning of World War II, only two cities, New York and New Orleans, had local sales taxes. The federal estate tax was introduced in 1916 and gift tax in 1924. Unlike many inheritance taxes, the gift and estate taxes were imposed on the transferor rather than the recipient. Many states adopted either inheritance taxes or estate and gift taxes, often computed as the amount allowed as a deduction for federal purposes. These taxes remained under 1% of government revenues through the 1990s. All governments within the United States provide tax exemption for some income, property, or persons. These exemptions have their roots both in tax theory, federal and state legislative history,